just one. They're half earth like and half where? Or just it, from somewhere, somewhere else? else. Somewhere Jesus else. Jesus Christ, if we knew where else, like. <laughs> we're halfway there. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the Unexplained Legends. There have long been rumours that the US government has been in possession of a flying saucer, or perhaps even more shockingly, one of its inhabitants. Nonsense, surely. Or is it? This week on Unexplained Legends, UFO Biology, Reddit Expose. Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. I'm Roger Sullivan, and with me, as always, is... Dennis Len. And together we are the Unexplained Legends. Uh, do you want to interrogate that, Dennis? What that, uh, what that noise hum? is? Yes, yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's more of a hum. It's very hard to repeat okay. it. Uh, but yeah, no, just, you know, I... Oh, actually, right? <laughs> You're not going to believe this. Guess what I got? I, uh, like, I, I, know that's a, I know that's a fairly open-ended question. That's a give very you, open... Is it, I'm going to um, give you five... Is it a disease? Five, a disease? No. No, unfortunately, no. I got malaria. I won't be able to give you that kind of happiness. Um, did you get a PS5? No, uh, I didn't look at the price of a PS5, and I then thought to myself, I won't be getting a PS5. Okay, no. yeah. Okay, did you get um, an animal? Uh, no, I, I I would have told everyone if I got an animal, okay. but no. Did you get... These are all great guesses, by the way. Okay. Fantastic guesses. Are they anywhere near the area? The Next to me. No, no, are they... Are my oh, guesses close? I mean, they're in the area of things I would like. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you oh, a clue, right? Did you get a refund from a parking fund? Or did you get no. another parking fund? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. But I did return some clothes. Oh, actually, this is fairly infuriating, right? I'll get back to what I got in a second. I'll like, leave it as a little teaser for them. So for any people out there, right, who really enjoy paying with Apple Pay, right, as I do, right, on my phone, go oh, away. you're mad into it. it. The big man, right? I went and I got oh, wait, some clothes. Hang on. Sorry. Can you mm. check what mic you're using? Oh, no. It's not wrong, is it? All right. So I went and I bought some clothes. Uh, used Apple Pay. Thought I was the big man. Yeah. Right, go in and tap it. Even though everyone's had it for about 10 years. <laughs> and I still won't use it. It, I still why not? It. I don't trust it's it. Just, is, it. Is it just because I get enjoyment out of it? No, I don't trust it. it? I, I don't trust it. My phone should what have nothing to do with my finances. Do you have a banking app on your phone? That's none of your business. <laughs> do you have your IBAN number as your wallpaper? <laughs> That's none of your business. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went and I got some clothes, right? And the balloon jeans just didn't suit me. Don't know if you've ever got them before. Do you, are and you joking me? Are you joking? <laughs> you yeah, just thing. because, just because you—they're not your thing. They're like twenty-one-year-olds' things. They're my um, thing. So I went to I, the balloon jeans. Didn't didn't suit me, right? I just looked like one of those flailing balloon things outside of a petrol <laughs> yeah, or yeah. outside of a car salesman's place. But uh, I went and I returned them, and I went up and I, and they said, "You have your card, right?" Oh. And I gave them my card. Yeah. And they said, "No." 
it's not the same card in the receipt. Ooh. And I was like, oh, it is the same card. And, and they're like, no. And I was like, no, no, this is it. Like, I don't have. And then they were like, what number is this? Or this is the number it ends in. I nearly said it. Not that it would have mattered <laughs> too much. But <laughs> but I was like, I was like, no, it doesn't. I don't have that card. That card doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. And so then I was thinking, oh, maybe it's uh, you. You love this, right? You will. You will get so much life force oh, I, from this for the episode. I bet. I. This I, never happens to me. This yeah, never happens yeah, yeah. to me, right? But I'll just say that because I had a gig, I let my phone. Uh, I changed the settings on my phone so it would keep the screen on. Okay. And you'd have to lock it to turn it off, so it would be on like full brightness the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah. So I said, "Oh, it's probably my Apple Pay. That's probably what it is." Yeah. And I took out my phone; and it was dead. Oh <laughs> yes. So I had to come back, and that's the only reason I went there. I didn't have any other reason to go there, only to return those balloon jeans that you recommended <laughs> getting, no, I did which not. were disgraceful by the way Disgr- like I, I i you must not have this thing like <laughs> called shame right where <laughs> you you put on these jeans and you're just like i can't go out in these oh what there's no way i can go out in these but i look great in them but it has an internal fan what do you mean yeah so it, ha- it's, it looks <laughs> they pop ridiculous open. <laughs> they, they, but I, anyway back oh go on i was going to say that i it i consider it so unlikely to ever have my phone out of battery that if my phone is out of battery I don't even consider that time um, as existing do you have any idea how you come across like you, you <laughs> must you know you, you must know what do you mean how do I come like, across in, do you do it deliberately like are you saying I'm going to send an ICBM to piss him <laughs> no, off that bad no right now. no I'm not doing that at all I'm just you're saying basically saying you're, you're <laughs> shocking, yeah, yeah, but in the Irish sense, <laughs> like you're basic. You're basically saying I could never be that stupid. No, that's that's what that's what you're saying. No, I'm saying I could never be that disorganized. Okay, <laughs> perfect, great. Stupid's cousin, disorganized. <laughs> the, uh, so, so tell wait, me about what you got. You got, you got, oh, you got two more guesses. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, give mm. you a clue. It's quite fidgety. Oh, fidget toy. No, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> Fuck's sake. It's quite bricky. A brick? Uh, Legos. You got some Legos. No, no, I didn't. Well, I got. I don't know if you've ever had this before. I'm sure you probably you probably going to pull up like an even bigger bag of this stuff just to the screen in a second. But I got kinetic sand. Oh no, I have never never had that. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. It's it's very very strange, and it has this weird sensation of it nearly being alive because it kind mm. of moves. Really, and it's I. And it seems to be very susceptible to gravity, right? No, anyone who hasn't played with kinetic <laughs> oh, can sand. Can I be honest with you? A lot of things in life are susceptible to gravity. This, this more so. Oh, this more okay, so. okay, okay. So um, this, this is very, very strange stuff, but it's, it's unbelievably satisfying. And none of it, it doesn't go on your hands. Oh, but well, that's that's the most important thing so far yeah. that you've sold. When it out. comes, to, I mean, when I when I purchase sand, I don't want it to come in my hands. But <laughs> that's the last thing you want. So <laughs> no sand, no. I feel I feel like the intros on these episodes have got worse and worse. Oh, they have. Um, they have. have you ever have you ever played with kinetic sand first? No, I ne- never. On. Let me think. I've maybe. Um, you know what? I do recall. Um, you know, your secret Santa. Do you know that thing? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know him personally. But yeah, yeah. But, but you know what I'm on about, don't you? Yeah, I know what you yeah. yeah, I remember that happening in an office that I worked in before. And, what, like, everyone getting their shit presents, you know. What a fucking mm. waste of 10 euro. And then one person getting a little thing of kinetic sand. And Brilliant. the whole office nearly being like, give us a go on that. <laughs> you know, they, hey, are you done with that? You would like that. I yeah, go that. Yeah. So... It, I can't even. I can't remember. It seems unlikely that I would have like queued up. I would have just gone, "Ah, fuck that." So I think maybe I've seen it played with, but I've not. Uh, I've not touched myself. <laughs> You've seen it played with. That's yeah. so good. <laughs> you're like, I'm not familiar, but I have seen someone play yeah, with it yeah. before. I'm not a pro. You, you sound like you're five. <laughs> 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 what are we doing this week? Oh, uh, well, you're what? You know, you can't. You have to tell me more about this kinetic sand. That's it. It's just kinetic What's sand. What's it I like? Thought. What does it feel like? It's amazing. Like you, sometimes, right? What I do is, is I, like, uh, you can ball. It's like the size of three tennis balls, right? That's the amount that I have. Right? Does that make sense? That's a lot. It's loads. And what I do is, I, I, like, smush that into a ball, right? Form it into a sphere, and then I just. Now people can't see me doing this, but basically, it's like you're holding up a ball, and I just hold my hand steady, and it just starts slowly cracking and disintegrating and just falling and falling and falling and falling and i just watch it fall does this just it's, ruin your room you no no it doesn't it doesn't stick to anything you would love this stuff absolutely love it kinetic sand i just want to make sure I, yeah this is this is the stuff do you have, do you have color or no, I, I just have blue <laughs> that is a color <laughs> blue Hmm. (laughs) yes classic sand classic sand color blue (laughs) all right come on okay 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 well dennis i actually had a a perfect segue i was going to lead into but you fucked it all up you can still do it i (laughs) i was going to say this kinetic sand stuff dennis it sounds almost like alien technology it could be. Who knows where it came from? I, I never saw it before. We never had this before the 2000s. The aughts, we just had no, normal sand. Normal where sand. Pe- before we get into there it, actually. Cement. No, normal sand out the back. <laughs> yeah. Right, that people would build sand pits. And then all the local animals would come and shit in it. <laughs> yeah. And then they'd get their children to play in it. And some children would also shit in it. They, it was just basically, they made a shit pit out <laughs> in their garden. <laughs> There's nothing like a good old shit pit. One of those, one <laughs> of those big plastic turtle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old shit pit Where? cover the top <laughs> once that top goes you see the desert going day by day by day um, also definitely um, anyone who had those sand pits where I was growing up it was just builder's sand it was not It was not. Oh yeah. proper sand uh, but it does sound like alien technology Dennis and um, as a result it ties in perfectly to the very special episode we're doing this week. We're mm. doing a Reddit expose. Oh my god. We're doing a uh, we're doing a special episode, something a bit different. It won't be the usual um, it won't be the usual running through a mystery that um, that we usually do on this podcast. Instead, what this is is it is a post that came across my desk uh, mm-hmm. via you, 
actually. What? Yeah. You sent me this. When did I do this? You sent me this on a Friday morning and I thought, God damn it, I have work to do. Why did you send me this? And I obviously read the whole thing. I went into the toilet, read the whole thing. And just to let the listeners know, I don't read these things. Yeah. I just read the headline thing. That's interesting. And then I send it to you. And then you send it off to like four different people yes, then as well. Yeah, yeah. And I, then it comes back to I you. sent it to a friend of mine who is a microbiologist and unfortunately he never got back to me. Really pissed me off. And he's listening to this right now, <laughs> fucker. Uh, so, Could have been part of this episode. Yeah, so, but listen, listen, he, he's ruined it for himself now. Uh, this, we're going to be talking through a post that was posted on R slash alien seven days ago. And it was posted by, get this, deleted. And... <sighs> I've seen him post a lot of stuff. Yeah, and what we're going to do, Dennis, so we actually referenced it a few episodes ago, the idea of alien autopsy and the government. I guess you nearly call this um, kind of a companion episode to the David Grush episode, where mm. what we're going to do is this person, um, this person claims that they worked for uh, the US government as a military uh contractor and that they have interacted with um with let's just say um unearthly beings and very cool i thought what would be cool a little break from form for this episode is for us to read through this together and kind of pick it apart and see which parts do we feel are realistic or which parts do we think maybe are not so realistic and ultimately come to the conclusion as whether or not this is real all right nice okay i'm very into this i i think we're moving into a golden age of aliens though which is oh yeah, yeah. kind of cool the uh, uh well i'll be honest with you i might go off them if they become too mainstream yeah i can see that happening yeah probably like go into tarot like, stop living on tarot <laughs> I'd go, of course yeah i go really into tarot cards <laughs> aliens are the gateway to tarot cards as always yeah on the back of that i guess dennis let's crack on with the lamestream narrative from the late 2000s to the mid 2010s I worked as a molecular biologist for a national security contractor in a program to study exobiospheric organisms, or EBOs, as they're also known. I will share with you a lot of information on this subject. Feel free to ask questions or ask for clarification. So that's the start. Yeah, and just to remember, listeners at home, you can't actually ask questions or clarifications. This has been recorded, it's not live, and you can't interact with us. Yeah, so this is, uh, so we're, we're going to read through this now, and uh, stop me at any point, Dennis, if you feel like there is, that, no, oh, there's a lot to get through. I, I don't think we can read through the whole of it. Do you think it'll be a two-parter? No. <laughs> enough <laughs> i think it will be um I'm, I'm just going through this now i think um, uh, no do you know what we wish we, we if we're careful about it we should be able to get through it all in, in one episode. <laughs> okay that's it all right we'll it comes see. with warnings yeah yeah so 
So if we do have to redact or leave anything out, we're not doing it for uh, security reasons. We're just doing it because uh, we're in a rush. So That sounds quite suspicious. <laughs> no, it's supposed to sound the opposite of suspicious. <laughs> so from the late 2000s to the mid-2010s, I worked as a molecular biologist for a national security contractor in a program to study exobiospheric organisms. The aim of the program was to elucidate the genome and protonome basis of these organisms. Although the study of OBCs has been going on for decades in other programs, what's OBCs? All right, it's just going back there a little bit because there's a lot of big words in there. Yeah. Like elucidate. Yes. Um, so I'm playing Jurassic Park at the moment, the game. So thank God, right? So I can shed some light on this stuff. But they're trying to research the genomes of these aliens. Yeah. Right? I've been researching a genome of, um, I think it's uh, Ceratoris at the moment, right, to bring into my park. Who's she? Um, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, so are they, from your understanding, are they just trying to like get the like DNA makeup of these aliens or something? That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds okay. like they're trying to figure out... Um, what what this is what are these these beings um don't know what obcs are though you never mentioned that obcs obcs and i'll put genome after there's probably going to be a little bit of research in this obcs ontology ontology of biological and clinical statistics (laughs) all right that sounds right i guess um doesn't help doesn't help us out though does it do you want not important skip it Oh, oh, wait, 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 oh, wait, wait, wait. So, um, so this is uh, some sort of journal, right? Journal, but it does bring up OBCs, and they definitely are in here. Oh, okay, well. Um, ON, bipolar cells. Right? That's what they seem to be. No. Nah. Listen, we'll, we'll skip that, that. We'll skip that for now. It's not, it's not important, right? Although the study of OBCs has been going on for decades in other programs, the new high-throughput DNA sequencing technologies of the late 90s unblocked stagnant research in this area. Since then, several breakthroughs have led to significant advances in our understanding of the genome and protonome of these beings. What we've learned so far has enabled us to outline some disconcerting perspectives about our place in the universe – Briefly, we'll discover that the EBO genome is a chimera of genomes from a biosphere and from an unknown one. They are artificial, ephemeral and disposable organisms created for a purpose that still partially eludes us. I'll be substantiating my statements after a brief introduction. Wow, man, that is some lit review he's got going on there, isn't it? The, it's quite hard uh, to kind of uh, digest. I don't think I've ever said that I'm going to substantiate my statements after a brief introduction. <laughs> no, you nearly burst into flames. I did get a, a quite a simple thing on um, bipolar cells, though. Okay. Um, so, Owen, bipolar cells. Right? Anyone out there who knows about this, I, maybe I'm reading the wrong thing. I don't know. But they're on and off bipolar cells, right? It, it does make sense once you read it. So a bipolar neuron or bipolar cell is a type of neuron that has two extensions. Okay. Don't care about that. But many bipolar cells are specialized sensory neurons for the transmission of sense. As such, they're part of the sensory pathways for smell, sight, taste, hearing, touch, balance. So 
give you an idea of what they are rather than just mm-hmm. a, a phrase. Um, can we just get through what he's trying to say there? Like, if we can just summarize it, because it is quite difficult to... All right, I think uh, for the main take, the main takeaways from that are that they're half Earth-like. Okay. And half like another planet. That and that's where the, with. the Chimera thing came in. Yeah. Uh, they are artificial. So they've been, I think, artificially made, I guess. They're ephemeral. So that they're, I guess they're not meant to be long-lived. Um, and they're disposable organisms, which have been cool. created so like, for a purpose that we don't fully know. Like a razor. Yes. And so it comes to you from Harry's razor. <laughs> That's lad still around. So these, it doesn't say it yet, but it just want it, they're half Earth-like and half where? Or just it, from somewhere, somewhere else? else. Somewhere Jesus else. Christ, if we knew where else, like... <laughs> we're halfway there sorry, what sorry, the fuck this, are you this <laughs> oh, is uh, <laughs> half earth half, half Mars case closed guys alright back it up so what I meant was like they're saying they're artificial so like are they created on earth Um, I don't I don't know I, I don't I don't think we know that yet I'm going to be like okay. watching a movie with my mother now I actually don't I listen <laughs> I'm watching this too. <laughs> so, the reason for disclosing these secrets is quite simple. I believe that every human being has the right to know the truth. So do I. And that the progress humanity needs to divest itself of certain institutions and organizations that will probably not survive these revelations in the long term. I'm aware that I'll have very little impact in this regard, but I still believe that small leaks are necessary to break the dam of misinformation on this subject. When the governments will eventually reveal these secrets, there will undoubtedly be a societal upheaval. But in my opinion, the longer we wait, the worse it will be. I choose to divulge what I know anonymously out of selfishness for the well-being of myself and my family. I'm aware that this diminishes the reach and credibility of my message, but it's the furthest I'm willing to go. I choose this form because it offers a good compromise between anonymity and popularity. In order to protect my anonymity, I will be purposefully vague or even contradictory about any information that could identify me. I'll even introduce red herrings in this respect. I want to make it clear that any information related to the subject of the research will not be treated in this way. Wow. Okay, right. So he wants to hide himself in case he's hunted down and um, killed or just loses his job. So he's saying, I think, that he's revealing this information now. He knows it won't have any impact but he does want to get the truth out there but he is saying eventually anyway the world governments will just reveal that this is going on yeah i think well i think he's kind of saying that it will that just has to happen long term you know if these things exist but it doesn't sound like they're going to be too delighted about it you know just quick question right and i i I know it's a joke like but but quick question but with a quick answer if you can what do you think will happen if they do reveal that there's aliens like, when it says a societal upheaval, like, what, what does that mean? Does that just mean that, like, hardly it means that all the, like, like let's say, geopolitical stuff will just disappear? I, you know, I, so just because I actually don't think that there'll be a huge societal upheaval. What do you think will happen? I think it'll just be, you know, back to work on Monday. Oh, I have no doubt. I have no doubt the corporations will get us back to work. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
I'm just, I mean, what what happens? Like, the, like doesn't someone have to take the lead as well, in a way? What do you mean? Can't all meet the alien. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's the kinetic sand all over again. <laughs> you done with that? The, um, I don't know. I think, um, I don't know. I think, do you know the movie District 9? Yeah. I Love think that, that they do a great example of... Um, okay, I didn't need your life story, right? They, <laughs> I, I think, you know what, right? Go on to the next section now. Go on to the next no, no, section. No, I think they were great. They did a great job of capturing the idea of like, oh, really, you know, really engulfs your existence for a while. But once it becomes, you know, just part of day-to-day life. Like, it just becomes admin. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, yeah, okay. that's what I reckon will happen. Um, this next paragraph, I'm just going to skip. Because, okay. because all, all he's saying um, is he, he's saying that he has a background in this. He has a PhD in microbiology and that he is compromising between giving the like incredibly specific details versus a kind of a vulgarization that we'll understand a bit more. Yeah, yeah. So um, okay. that's all that's mentioned here. But I will, I will start with this next bit where he talks about his actual interview process. I think this is very interesting. I did a series... With aliens? No, 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 no. Just to get the job, to get the job. Um, I did a series of three increasingly suspicious interviews, each in a different location, where my scientific background and knowledge became less and less relevant. The first was with, with two of the senior scientists... The second and third with people I've never seen again and who were obviously not interested in science. Sometime after the interview, I was asked to go to a fourth location where what seemed like a corporate lawyer presented me with an NDA. He made sure not only to explain every detail, but also that I understood the consequences of not respecting it. The first employment weeks were by far the most memorable. Although I spent most of the time in a depressing archive room, it consists almost exclusively of reading about the subject of study and to get us up to speed. There's no secret Wikipedia or even a reference book to guide us. There are only dry reports, memos, presentations and procedures and SOPs. These documents are almost exclusively about the biology of EBOs, but there are also a few that deal with other subjects, such as their food, their religion or culture. There were no documents on their technology. Wait, but what what job was he going for? Like alien man, you know, like yeah, that's what was in position. <laughs> but 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 seriously, what what job was he going to? Like it, this wasn't a shock to him to be, uh, like talking or you know to be researching all these aliens like in his first training week or whatever, you know. Well, you know, you're just happy for a job out of out of college. Yeah, but but this is what I'm saying. They're not going to advertise it as they're, like you know we need an alien four man. Years, must have four years experience working with aliens. Everyone lies yeah. on their CV. You know, everyone blows. Everyone expands that a little bit. Um, I I don't know. I think this might just be, you know, government job like you know government science military job. Okay, like, but he doesn't sound too shocked in to be reading it, or maybe that's just my interpretation. I don't know. Well, I don't think so, because I, I think he said that he did um, increasingly suspicious interviews. So it sounds like the early. In, it sounds like it's a, a case of like luring you into a bath. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that. It starts. What happens then? Well, like that. That it started with the more banal stuff, and it mm. slowly like led its way into. 
uh, led its way into the crazy, you know? Um, okay. So, as mentioned above, there's two big paragraphs here that I'm going to flake through because then we'll get to the juicy stuff. So, as mentioned above, the aim of the project is to gain a better understanding of the EBO genome and protonome. To achieve this, a team of around 20 scientists, four senior scientists and a director was involved. The scientists, like myself, had as their main responsibility to carry out the technical work as each scientist had to have a knowledge, had to have a PhD level knowledge. We were all somewhat overqualified for what is ultimately a technician's job. The senior scientists who make full use of their diplomas had the task of designing the essays and had a supervisory responsibility. They are also in charge of training new employees and sometimes even came in to do technical work. The director, of course, was the person in charge who dictated priorities to the senior scientists. He was rarely on site and the few times he was, it was to attend a meeting. Other than the scientific staff, there were security guards working for one subcontractor or another. There were no support staff, janitors, etc. Blah, 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 blah. The laboratory itself was located in Fort Derrick. Is that he's Fort Dietrich, sorry, Maryland, in a building used for legitimate biomedical research. The clandestine operations are carried out in a restricted part of the basement, out of sight from regular workers. Contrary to what one might imagine, the biosafety level is not maximum for the t- maximal for the type of research. Indeed, the lab containing EBO samples or derived cell cultures in BSL3, while the lab where essays are conducted are only bsl2 don't have a fucking clue what they mean i assume they're <laughs> i assume they're standards uh like safety standards i'm just looking up fort dietrich here mm-hmm. and it is um like right bang in the middle of frederick uh maryland like it's this isn't out in like the middle of nowhere this is, this looks like it's in the middle of a city dennis hidden in plain sight yeah it's the perfect it's the perfect cover so it's, it says here, the EBO carcasses are preserved in horizontal freezers at a temperature of negative 80 degrees nominal. To maximize the preservation of these carcasses, they are preserved in vacuum bags and the air in the room is controlled to minimize humidity. There are only four bodies and none of them are complete. Are you telling me that Hoover bags are alien tech related? <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. I was, do you know wow. what? I I was thinking of doing that, and I thought, no, Dennis would get so pissed off. He'd say he'd say that was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did it, yeah. and you got to do it. So, <laughs> so it's obvious that these creatures have died as a result of major trauma. Very sad for them. I've never witnessed that was my editorializing. I've never witnessed a motorcycle accident fatality, but it probably looks similar to this. So he's suggesting they were riding motorcycles. <laughs> and also, he's never witnessed one. And he says, it's probably yeah. like this. The fucking aliens. <laughs> yeah. Not the first thing that would come to my mind. If I'm saying stuff I haven't witnessed, I'd probably say UFO crash. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's acknowledged that there are more EBO carcasses at other locations. The Cell Culture Laboratory, as, it, as its name suggests, is where cell lines derived from EBOs are grown and related activities are performed. I'll talk in more detail about these specific cell lines later on. Please don't. The BSL-2 part is mainly used for essays. Immunohistochemistry. Genetic engineering. 
immunocytochemistry, storage, etc. There's also a cell culture lab, but this is for more traditional cell lines. Other than the labs, there are all the amenities you could find in an office. Note, the internet access is limited to senior staff and up. There is, however, an intranet of bioinformatics. Um, He's really going into detail, isn't he? And Derek has the highest score on Minesweeper. <laughs> well, you know, you have to. I think, I think with stuff like this, you kind of have to go into, um, into that kind of granular detail, you know? He's definitely going there. The, um, I, so, where, what, are your, what are your thoughts so far, Dennis? I'm going to sum up where we are at the moment, right? Okay. Because it is a lot of information to take in. Yeah. So we have these EBOs, which are half Earth-like, artificially created, um, <laughs> disposable, and uh, made for some sort of job that have all suffered some sort of trauma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they are now inside in a freezer inside in uh, Fort Detrick in uh, Frederick, Maryland. Mm. And this guy just started his job. They threw him straight in there, which I find really strange. In like, I think deepest. great, like... I think great you go through the interview process, but like you kind of feel them out a little bit. You know, like you go into the staff room and you say like, oh, you know, do you ever do you ever watch the X Files and just see what their reaction is a little bit? Do you think like so? You don't want or like give them like I don't know, give them like five hundred. Say you found five hundred dollars and just say, do you want it? You know, like just <laughs> do something before you put them into the archives. Uh, like basically saying, oh, here, yeah, there's aliens. By the way, I don't know. I kind of think. Um I'd kind of be of the mindset of, you know, just, you kind of have to throw them in at the deep end. Like, what are you going to start them on? But mustn't there be some sort of, like, contingency as well for one of these guys just losing his mind? Like, as in, because it's going to completely and utterly destroy everything that he's ever thought about, you know, like... like That's even fair, if you be- even, if, even if you believed in aliens, right, mm-hmm. if, if it was confirmed to you, that would be mad like that that would that would totally change your trajectory in life well i'm going to tell you right that this whole next section titled genetics talk yeah. i'm skipping that yeah i think that's i think that's a good idea that because i'll be honest with you it's very detailed if you thought the rest was detailed i'm man i'm telling you this stuff uh, We'll, we'll we'll have a link to this as well, hopefully. But these this stuff is way over my head, um, and, and way over your head, and uh, actually even more over your head. There uh, you go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, you, you you couldn't just let the subtle joke happen. You had to also just tell the listeners. Just I wanted to case. bring them all along. No, but this next this next thing I think would be much more exciting to us is something titled gross anatomy. All right. Okay. Let's let's have the gross and net anatomy. The uh, just to go back one thing though, because mm-hmm. we didn't summarize it, is that they're they're researching the cells or they're trying to grow the cells from these corpses and shit that they yeah. have. Yeah. And they're doing different things with different cells, and some of them are to do with like the immune system. Some of them are to do with the relationship between the brain and the immune system, or something. That's what it sounds like. Um, so, they're, but they're doing all of these different kind of tests on these cells. Is that what it is? Uh, I think so. Yes, that's kind of what I gathered from it as well. Okay. But now we'll move on to you know the meat and potatoes of this, the sort of stuff that the the, the, the <laughs> let's say. The, and now on to liars. The, the, <laughs> the average uh, or 
the 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 typical UFO enjoyer can really get okay. their their um, get their teeth stuck into this this next bit. Gross anatomy. They are morphologically very similar to grey aliens that are part of modern folklore. Their height is about 150 centimeters. They have two arms, two legs, and a head. Still, <laughs> there are some notable differences. Well, so far they're sounding bang on. Bang For on anyone else out there, these aliens are four foot nine. Really? But, yeah, but they uh, they say they're much taller. <laughs> yeah, they say they're five foot. Um, let me just give you an idea. Me. Um, so I'm just trying to give you. So I, there's literally no. There's literally nobody here that we know. I, I'm looking up actors that are four foot eight, and there isn't a single person that I know here. Do you know who? Uh, it might be like Kristen Chenowitz. I assume female actor would uh, be. What's her? Not her popping name? up. Uh, My God, there's like nobody. She, yep, she's exactly four foot eleven. I say we we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, on to the next section. Uh, oh, in God's name. That's very, that's remarkable. Anyway. It is remarkable. Anyway, anyway. Um, so, their skin, Dennis. Their grey skin. They have grey skin that is often, or sorry, the grey skin that is often described in folklore is in fact a biosynthetic film, which likely serves to protect the EBOs from a hostile environment. It doesn't provide effective protection against temperature changes, but it does, however, offer adequate protection against the passage of liquids. It's possible that this film confirms other advantages, but not, uh, but my knowledge on the subject is limited. Under the grey film, the epidermis is rather white, and the texture is very regular, without any hair. We do not see any defect other than the folds near the joints. It's described as greasy in one report, but that's not something I've observed. The same reports state that a strong lingering smell of burnt hair or ammonia is present when the film is removed. We've come across ammonia yeah, smelling we, before. We have in Brazil, in the Virginia yeah. incident. There are a lot of pores on the skin, crossing from the epidermis to a gland in the in the hypodermis or hypodermis. These glands and pores are the terminal part of the excretory pseudoriferous system, which could explain the previously mentioned smell. So I think they're shitting and pissing out of their skin. Okay, right. That's nice. what I get yeah, from the that. terminal. Yeah, that's really cool though. I, I never even I've read a lot of terrible um sci-fi books and i don't think i've ever come across that that theory where or that kind of idea where they're it's like a space wetsuit they're wearing yeah that's it and then and then underneath they they do seem quite human like then if they just have like normal skin yeah like as in your man's not surprised to see their skin he's describing it as like not having hair in it so i don't think he sees anything too remarkable about the skin but the, uh, other than they i think it seems that they like excrete all over their skin like they sweat out everything through their skin yeah they they, they piss out everywhere they, and uh, does that does that come out through the gray suit then since liquids coming in are stopped um 
That's an interesting it point. It must, surely. It must do. But it's probably like a valve or something. Yeah. You know, like as in it can come in, but it can't go. Must do. Must do. So we'll, we'll flake on here. Um, head. The head contains two large oversized eyes, two nostrils without protuberances, a narrow mouth without lips, blah, blah, blah. There, there is, there is We've <laughs> also come across that as well with aliens yeah. with no lips. Yeah. There, there is a mandible, but the masculature is vestigial. Okay, so I guess it's they just have vestigial uh, things for, I guess, the, the in, in their mouth. That's where the mandible would be, isn't it? So the musculature is vestigial. There is no tooth or tongue in the oral cavity. The nasal cavity where the nostrils meet is compact and does not rise cranially, but extends axially. There appears to be no equivalent to the olfactory bulb in the nasal cavity, so they can't smell, I guess. The mouth leads directly to the esophagus and the nasal cavity to the trachea. The trachea All right, give me, give me a... Give me like a summary on this. Okay. What, what does this alien look like and how is he breathing? And so he, he's breathing. He has like a normal respiratory system, it sounds like. But he, I think it goes on to say he doesn't have a, it, it doesn't uh, lead to a stomach. But how does he breathe if he's breathing in the Earth's atmosphere and he can't bring in liquid through it? What do you mean? Like as in, he's just, he's just breathing in just entire, like how does he eat and stuff if there's no liquid coming in? Like if he's like this air is coming in through the suit. So, so I think later on he discusses that the when we get to biology, um, he discusses the fact that it seems like they subsist on a broth. A bro- from where? Well, like the, I guess they're given it. I don't think they're. Oh, but where? Where? Like they, they eat it? Up, oh, yeah, they have they, it they, through their mouth. Oh, okay. All so right. they don't have a. Uh, they don't. I think it goes on later to explain, but I think that they don't have a uh, have like a normal digestive system, but they can take on liquids. So they're not. They're not able to like eat a hot dog. Let's say. Okay. <laughs> so, don't know why. That's my. Right, let, sorry. Let me make a note. And <laughs> eat hot dogs. Hot dogs. Yeah. Do not feed hot dogs. Okay. The, so we're 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 gonna flake through the. Um, through the eyes and the ears now and yeah a, lo- a lot of this i'm just i'm just conscious that is like a lot of it sounds like an autopsy so i think it is quite hard to digest yeah so yeah if we can um if we can give the listeners breaks yes yes <laughs> you know what i mean so the eyes right like the skin the eyes are covered in semi-transparent biosynthetic film that offers the same environmental protection while providing protection against certain wavelengths and light intensity. When the film is removed, a more traditional eye is revealed. It's about three times larger than a human eye, and there are no eyelids. The size of their eyes suggests they are excellent night vision. It seems paradoxical, paradoxical to cover them with semi-opaque film. Um, perhaps these are only only need to wear it in bright environments. Okay, so so they're like sunglasses. Yeah, they're like sunglasses, contact lenses. So that's the kind of advanced technology we're dealing with. Why would they need big eyes? Like if they if they can't see uh, or if they want to have excellent night vision, like let's say owls and stuff have evolved like that. But so, why do they need big eyes? So think about it this way. Well, one, I would say these things haven't evolved. Sounds like they're they were created. Oh yeah, but I mean the owl. I was just saying the owl has evolved that way. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. But is it like why were they given big eyes? So think about it this way, because my first thought when I was piecing this together in my head 
is imagine they're creating this thing to do a task. Mm. You know, they're they're creating it to do a task. And um, imagine, do you ever buy a car? Right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm with you. you can see in the dashboard spaces for buttons that you that don't have anything in them. Do you want to know? Yeah, so you didn't get the extras. Yeah, you didn't get the extras. So what this is, if they if they've made a one size fits all alien, and in scenarios where it needs to see in the dark, well, you just take out the contacts. Okay, so you are saying it's wearing sunglasses. Yeah, and then then in other scenarios, so like it's like they they maybe they put on these things because there's other planets that they're using these on where it's really dark all the time. Yeah, but these are human-like, though, so I assume they're just made for our planet. You don't know that. I don't know that, but you don't know it either. Yeah. But that would, I think that would be a, a good guess um, that, that, that they wouldn't. Okay. I think it's... Did they go into the... Later on, not to jump the gun, but did they go into the colour of them? What do you mean? Does he go into... Does he, go into, does he talk about the colour? Like, like, the grey colour can't just be... Uh, like that has to there has to be a reason for it to be great uh no they're just great yeah i just find that weird that he just accepts that that like he's talking about oh it's this suit and it's that suit but why is it great has there has to be a reason it's great like why not make it the same color as i don't know why not make it black or something why not make it blue why not make it the same color as skin so they can wear clothes like (laughs) i don't know but if you're if you're making it any of those colors i think that they're just as logical as it being gray well, there's reasons, like, I mean, in nature and stuff, like if you're in a jungle or whatever, yeah, like there's going to be, let's say, there's going to be like blue frogs in a jungle that'll stand out to say, I'm poisonous, but, stay away from but me. But this, this is a, this is just like a Friday. They're like, what color are we going to make it? I don't know, grey. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it grey for now. All right, <laughs> see you after lunch. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. We never, we never changed it from grey. It's just like, this is just office politics stuff, I reckon. Yeah. So you're saying it just kind of slipped through the cracks without <laughs> yeah. anyone noticing. I, I think they like, it's not like they ever got a graphic designer to have a look over this alien or anything. And go, no, you do see how that spells trouble for everything else you're about to talk about. <laughs> no, how? <laughs> well, I mean, if they're that lazy about it, no. all, these exp- all these explanations could just be down to them being lazy. No. So, the ears, ears are normal. Okay. Oh, I was waiting for ears. <laughs> no, ears are pretty much normal. Okay. The pro, the yeah, they probably have slightly better lower frequencies. <laughs> <laughs> you shut the fuck up. <laughs> they do. Probably have better lower frequencies. Yeah, but generally the ears are fairly normal. Okay. So if you're chatting to yeah. them, they should be able to hear you. Okay. All right. One second. Can't eat hot dogs. Normal ears. <laughs> <laughs> the brain, right? You can tell now that that I've mistimed this, so we're gonna we're gonna have to <laughs> race through some up. of these things. There's the the brain is headline for the brain. It's twenty percent bigger than human brain. All right, twenty so, percent bigger and twenty percent more powerful. We don't know the second one, but okay. I I take it as right. Um, I'm gonna sneeze. No, I'm not. Um, the the neck. There are no vocal cords in the neck. Okay, so it sounds. It seems like it can't speak, um, but it's proportionally longer than a human neck to the to the body size. But it's not that nothing too interesting there. Um, the thorax. Oh, wait, what do you mean nothing too interesting? It can't <laughs> speak. 
mill, run the mill, run the mill stuff. Uh, no vocal cords, can't speak. Um, anyway, come on, get yourself together, man. That's run of the mill. Run of the mill, normal stuff. Can't speak or communicate. Yeah, we've uh, we've no idea what's communicating. Ignore that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the abdomen, abdomen, uh, abdomen uh, is wider than the thorax and bulges slightly. There is no navel. That's important. Okay, no navel. It's not birthed, I guess. Oh, yeah, yes, makes sense. So the pelvis, the pelvis bones are apparent and there are no genitals or anus. That's a pity. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a real <laughs> shame. Um... There's going to be a lot of disappointed listeners yeah. out there. Yeah, so hands and feet um, <laughs> are last hope. Um, hands and feet. The hands have four digits, including an opposable thumb of the median side. They're like cartoons. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Um, they have no nails, and the texture of their fingerprints is composed of concentric circles. The fingers are proportionately much longer than humans. Unlike humans, the finger musculature is entirely intrinsic to the hands. In other words... That Wait. No, the, sorry, finish that. Sorry. In other sorry. words, the muscles used to move the fingers are not in the form, forearm, but entirely in the hands. That's quite interesting, I think. That is really weird. What, what's the story with the fingerprints? Are they unique to each alien or are they just... Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, okay, all right. I think okay. they're, they're and then, what, why do you think they have the muscles in their hands to control the fingers? I would say, perhaps, whatever their task is, they require that kind of dexterity just within their hands. What do you think it is? Um, uh, I think we'll get into that later, if we okay. get to it. If we don't get to it, we're, right. I'll be honest with you, we're caught on time. We're cut out. Yeah. So next one was about endoskeletons. Um, all you need to know is that they have an abnormally large amount of copper oxide crystals in their marrow, or like where the marrow would be. That's that's all you need to know about that. Um, <laughs> the um, the biological system. Can we get through that? Yeah, I'd say we can get through the biological system. So respiratory system. Cellular respiratory system is equivalent to ours. So they need to oxi- uh, oxidize organic components to produce energy. Their lungs are, have no reciprocal uh, reciprocating action, but rather have a unidirectional... Fl- I have no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> the vocalization is produced by the vibration of the wall membrane at the junction between the two air sacs. So they talk kind of near their lungs or with their lungs by vibrating their lungs that's what it sounds like cool so it's kind of like um i don't know mongolian throat singing or something yeah i think that's uh that's probably totally uh spot on <laughs> that's where it came from <laughs> um so next one circuitry system their heart is located in the uh media stand stanum uh but it's more medial position. Uh, their heart's in the middle, basically. Blood, okay. uh, and it's pretty... Um, it seems pretty normal. All the, all, <laughs> <laughs> that, that all okay. seems fairly normal. The blood itself is also analogous to that of a human. So, however, higher proportion of plasma. So, blood, fairly, 
fairly normal, it sounds like. Uh, just to cut in there for two seconds. Mm-hmm. So I looked up um, copper oxide and what it's kind of um, used for and stuff, and it is actually quite interesting. But it's um, it's used in anti-fouling paints for boat and ship bottoms. That's good. Um, but, yeah, but it's an effect, basically it's an effective control over corrosion. Okay. Um, so I... I don't know. Uh, I think it's uh, some sort of conductor as well. But um, so the the last two things we'll cover before we get into his questions are the digestive system, which is uh, described as extremely underdeveloped. Right? There's no stomach in a familiar sense. But there's a pseudo stomach located as a transition between the thorax and the abdominal cavities. Um, it it seems to suggest that they couldn't, um, that they they can't digest solid foods because there's no, um, you know, there's no proper stomach. Um, there's no way to break it down. Yeah, but it does suggest that the residues are dissolved in an ammonia of metabolic waste for excretion so that they do excrete from their from their body externally given the absence of teeth and narrowness and rigidity of the esophagus the absence of a true stomach and the absence of defecation blah blah it's strongly believed that the ebos only consume liquid for uh food in liquid form it's assumed that they given their high metabolic needs of their brains that food would have a high carbohydrate concentration in order to meet other metabolic needs there must also be high protein content in the food consumed these two statements suggest some type of enzyme secreted by the digestive organs blah 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 blah, blah. um the are you telling me that we could just kill all these aliens by just like feeding them ham uh i don't think they'd take or... it off you well no i mean like if we give it to them like if we give them bread or something like that they're like actually bread would probably be the one if we give them bread, they can't digest it. It'll sit in their stomach. It'll go off and uh, kill them from the inside. Well, I, oh, um, I w- oh, well, I uh, just dropped my mic there. I would, I certainly wouldn't rule it out. Um, mm. That's what I'd say. Um, so the the last last two things: um, the immune system. It says that it has an innate immune system, but there doesn't seem to be any adaptive immunity. So um, it seems it's just what they have is what they have, is it? Yeah, and they, yeah. It, it doesn't like get it, it can't develop. No, that's what it sounds like. So if they get an illness, I guess they're you know, it's not like our bodies where you might have some kind of immunity to it afterwards. And their nervous system, so va- fairly simple. So vaccines and stuff won't work on them. Um, yeah, potentially not. I, I'm just relieved because there just seems to be loads of ways to kill them. Yeah, well. Until you get to this, Dennis, this is probably the final, like, interesting part of the um, of their biology. Artificial system is what this is said. We speculate that artificial molecular machines may be present in the body, and that copper, if present, would be essential to their function or assembly. Importantly, no AMMs have been observed. So they've never observed these. Uh, artificial molecular machines but they hypothesize that they must be in there are these like kind of like nanobots kind of things yeah that's what they except speculate at a ridiculous molecular level yes Um, and that that copper oxide inside in their uh, marrow is used by those body those bot things to create themselves is it yep that's what it sounds like that is the coolest fucking thing i've ever heard so that's that see that's probably why they don't need an immune system and stuff because they can just oh 
So that means if we give them bread, we won't kill them because the little bat things will go in and yeah, get rid of them. Yeah, they'll probably just cough it up. Yeah. We're both hitting your mics. So there's now he finishes out the statement, or she finishes out the statement with three questions in the form of three questions. And I think that these three questions, well, two of them anyway, are the most interesting part of it. So once we get through those, we'll give our closing thoughts and we'll be able to mm-hmm. wrap it up with it. Question one. Amazing story. Have you shared this with the Senate Select Committee Commission on Intelligence or with AARO? And do you have evidence to back this up? Thank you. No, I haven't. And no, I won't. It sounds like a honey trap to me. I will not place my life in the hands of politicians. I have no proof other than this message. I know it's not much, but it's what I'm prepared to offer. So, and so is this the committee that's going on at the moment about UFOs, UAPs over America? Yeah, yeah. So he's saying he won't be giving stuff into that. And he seems to believe that this is actually just a trap for people to reveal information like whistleblowers and then hush them up. Yeah, which I think there's probably an episode in that at some stage in the future to mm. like all of its own. Um, that sounds very believable to me. Um, question, t- in fact, actually, on uh, just on that topic, there are people who think um, for years they've been disclosing information to MUFON and they're very uh, dubious about the new bodies that are being set up for these sorts of Senate Select Commissions happening now. Oh, like they potentially might be like CIA, CIA kind of yeah, exactly. funded things. Exactly. Uh, question two. Well, that was a read. So this is where this is why I think it's a man. It's a bit sarcastic here in the questions. Well, that was a read. So they're bioengineered worker bees. Any elemental components that are unattributable to our biomes? Yes. Knowing that they're disposable, unable to live independently without technological support, and that they're ephemeral, the only suitable hypothesis is that they are alive only to accomplish their task. Can you clarify your question about elemental components? So uh, the person doesn't uh, do that. They, they don't. Wait. So with these little nanobot things, are these? Can this potentially keep the being alive forever? No. I well, I think it's like without the mother base there. Okay. So like, if they suffer like unbelievable damage, let's say to their brain. It won't be able to repair yes, that. Yes, yeah, yeah. But if they get injured or like have a sickness, it might be able to repair that. Yes, or a broken leg or something. It, that's what it sounds like to me. Um, uh, but uh, but they're still in the they're still in there, right? These little nanobot things. Well, we've never observed them. But uh, you know, like the theory is that they are in there. So you know, that means that there is alien tech like inside these bodies, which no. sounds like it might be dangerous. No, because I, I think we I think this. Well, what I'm getting from this is that we would have observed them if they were there. So perhaps they self, like, you know, destruct okay, upon yeah. death or something. Once the task is completed. Yeah, yeah. So question three, and I think this is the most interesting part. Question three. I haven't read everything in detail, but can you expand on the document uh, on their religion? So EBOs believe that their soul is not an extension of the individual, but rather a fundamental characteristic of nature that expresses itself as a field, not unlike gravity. In the presence of life, the field acquires complexity, resulting in a negative entropy, if that makes sense. This gain in 
in complexity is directly correlated with the concentration of living organisms in a given location. With time and with the right conditions, life in turn becomes more complex until the appearance of sentient life. After reaching this threshold, the field begins to express itself through these sentient beings, forming what we call the soul. Through their life experiences, sentient beings will in turn influence the field in a sort of positive feedback loop. This in turn further accelerates the complexity of the field. Eventually, when the field reaches a critical mass, there will be some sort of apotheos. It's not clear what that means in practical terms, but the quest for apotheos seems to be the EBO's main motivation. So, where does he find this out from? That sounds like they've talked to them, no? Uh, well, the author of the document added his reflections, and inter- this is the document on the religion, and his reflections on interpretations as an appendix. He specified that for them, the soul field is not a belief, but an obvious truth. He also argues that the soul loses its individuality after death, but that memory and experience persist as part of the field. That fact would influence... That sounds like ghosts to me. That fact would influence the philosophy and culture of EBOs, resulting in a society that doesn't fear death, but which places no importance or reverence on individuality. This belief compels them to seed life, shape it, nurture it, monitor it, and influence it for the ultimate purpose of creating this apotheosis. Paradoxically, they have little or no respect for individuals' well-beings. Interesting. I just don't understand where they get the religion aspect from, though. I mean, like, I assume that all of these guys arrived dead. Because, you know, he said that they've all suffered some sort of trauma, right? Well... So they're dead. So where do they talk to the alien? Well, it seems to suggest to me, Dennis, that we've been chatting to one of these guys. We're chatting to one of them. We're DMing one of the aliens. Okay. Like, but I think it's the guy it, who sucked off that guy in Brazil. Oh, my God. Have Why did you <laughs> end the episode on that? <laughs> so um, what do you right. think of that Dennis okay I think we, we we've established from this that the grey aliens that we've talked about with no lips flat noses um, are in a fort over in America mm. and they're doing studies on them I think that it is really interesting that this guy says all this stuff straight away like as in you know, or not straight away that's, what I meant to say is that he was allowed to work on this straight away Yeah, I thought that was really peculiar um, I really, really enjoyed all of it and think it's some really cool theories, especially about the skin being kind of a wetsuit and things like that. Um, but I don't like the religion thing at the end. I feel I feel like that's probably like... You see, right? the thing is with this, right, is he could be telling the truth on 80% of this mm. and then inject religion into the end of it. I'm always a bit wary when religion comes into it. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I actually kind of, in a weird way, I actually kind of agree with the the alien's religion, right, to be honest. Mm. Like, as in it sounds less like um kind of a religion um, and more like, well, actually, this is the exact same thing. But you know what I mean? It's not like an organized religion. It, it sounds less say. like a religion and more of like some kind of belief system. Through <laughs> which that yeah. No, I... But you know what's, it's not an organized religion, though. But, yeah. but, like, I just don't understand why he brings the religion thing in. For me, the religion thing is... I could take or leave a lot of the other stuff. The religion is the real thing that interests me. That's the real, like, you know... That's the real new information for me. 
Well, yeah, but you're you're assuming that you'd confirmed all the other information before. Well, yeah. You didn't know that they didn't talk out of their necks. They didn't have both of them. No, but I kind of, um, it, like I said, that's why it wasn't, it wasn't very important to me. You, you didn't know about the wetsuits or that they like pissed out No, I didn't. I didn't. But all that stuff is like, that's just, you know, nuts and bolts. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> that's just like, that, that's just stuff. Lock one in a room and you'd figure that out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, they, I hate to see your experiment. <laughs> but you know, it's this religion stuff. It's like it it, it kind of gives you at least some way towards answering what the fuck are they doing here? Yeah, true, true, true. All right, I think it does it this week for this week's very alien episode. I've been Dennis Len. You can find me Dennis Len 3D on Instagram and all the rest of the places. And over there is at Roger O'Sullivan. You can find me at Roger O'Comedy on Instagram or at Roger O'Sullivan on Twitter. We've nearly reached a hundred five stars on Spotify, um, and I would like to see that go to hundred stars, please. Thank you very much. Um, I don't have anything else to say. Do you? Uh, no, I guess uh, on the back of that, all we say is uh, love you. Bye.